0: This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. The next story is posted by user Valkadin from r slash erotica. The title of this post is Not So Prince Charming. Sit back and enjoy the story. Against the tinted glass windows of the restaurant, everything looked different to me outside. Below a pastry stand where a man sold the sweetest treats was the place I set for this mystery date to meet me. He was supposedly a long-time fan and one that I checked out thoroughly before agreeing to meet up. The guy seemed normal-ish, but I only looked at a background check and social media check. Still, so much can be missed underneath that isn't found in those two avenues. My friend, Ali, had pointed him out to me, said I need to get out of the house and stop moping after my last boyfriend dumped me. It was easy to write him off as another asshole, but the truth was, I laid myself out there to someone who I was warned would be a bad guy. Two months later, I threw him out of my apartment after suggesting I fuck his friend with him. Some dumb redhead that looked cracked out on drugs. She looked cute enough, but I wasn't about to debase myself like I did in the stories I wrote. Being an erotica author, and a popular one, seems to appeal to the wrong crowd, especially as a girl who delves in BDSM. Is it so bad that I want a prince charming to sweep me off my feet like I was his princess? I'm lucky I haven't run into anyone that's tried to rape me or kidnap me. I let out a sigh, taking another small sip of the orange juice I ordered. Mr. Mystery Date would show up in three minutes or so, but I wasn't going to stand out there waiting for him, like a loser stupid girl. No, I found the best vantage point and perched myself there in wait. Better to be safe than sorry. I reminded myself when I arrived ten minutes early. A tap on my shoulder startled me, and I flung around, trying to gauge who the hell was bothering me. When I saw him, all six feet of male specimen, my jaw dropped. Okay, maybe it was a bit wrong to be drooling over someone else when I was waiting for a mystery date. But how often does a good-looking guy walk into my life? He grinned at me, in that shy boy way, like he was unsure of wanting to talk to me or run away. I motioned for him to sit not even hearing if that was what he asked. When he took the seat opposite me, I was relieved to find out it was. He was really good-looking, but in an average sort of way. Ghostly skin hid underneath a gray button-down shirt. He'd left the top to buttons, undone, exposing the flat surface of his chest. Fresh heat flooded into me, this time not to my cheeks. Gods above, I was such a fucking pervert. Brown pools hid underneath thick lashes. His hair, short, A jet black color was combed a little to make it look slightly less messy. Sorry for disturbing you. It's just you look so beautiful over here. I had to come over and introduce myself, he said, voice soft but deep enough to be considered manly. Something tugged at my heartstrings, and my mind warned me yet again I was making a mistake. Um, hi. I am Vassila, I replied, reaching at my hand to introduce myself like a proper human who wasn't totally blushing like a love-struck schoolgirl. He took my hand in his. Brushing his lips against my knuckles. Gods, I was in trouble. It's a pleasure, Vassila. I'm Rommel. Exotic name, fuck me sideways. I was in so much trouble. I swallowed the knot forming in my throat. Unsure of what to say. I was such a poor conversationalist. Funny trait to have as a writer. I'd always thought we should be non-stop yappers. For me, I was always at a loss, for words. Again, that was super odd. I had an expansive vocab. That put many English majors to shame. You have such beautiful eyes. Vassila. The blue sparkles like ocean waves. In the summer sun. And that caramel hair of yours. Flowing like water from your hair. He bit his lower lip. Concealing what I could only describe as a wolfish smile that promised more to come. Tea, thanks I stammered. Looking away bashfully. My eyes darted to the stand I'd been watching for minutes on end. Still, my date wasn't there. You know, if you wanted to meet here. I could have obliged you. I snapped my head around at that. Surprise or shock covered my face as he chuckled. Definitely a surprise. You're, he nodded. And I felt a fresh wave of heat flood my checks. Oh my gods, I'm so sorry. I am. Um, I rambled on. Just hiding in here to make sure I'm not a creep. He asked sweetly. Fuck fuck, fucking fuck. Already, I was blushing like a damned fool. And he kept on upping my surprise. How did he even know I was in here? Then in an instant I realized, of course he would know what I looked like. He was a long-time fan. Sorry, I mumbled. And he laughed. It was a hearty, joyous laugh. One that didn't give off the sense he was making fun of me, but just finding the whole scenario we found ourselves in to be amusing. You really do blush, all the time. My body flinched, ever so slightly. He caught it, or at least I think he did, since he raised his eyebrows. I always thought it was just a thing you did to act cute. But now I see it's actually just how you act. He laughed again and abashed. I lowered my head. I should have expected it honestly. He said through joyous chuckles. Yeah, everyone says that. It's kind of my selling point. I guess. The blushing author in a coffee shop drinking orange juice. I'm practically a walking stereotype. Maybe I should get some UGGs. And a scarf. It is a bit nippy outside. I joked, trying to fill the space with some of my words instead of letting him do all the talking. You even have the glasses to go with that stereotype too, he commented offhandedly. That was the first time. I think I smiled at him, since he made my stomach do flips. Hey, I know it's quick to ask, but maybe you want to go somewhere a little more private. I really, I just want to take you somewhere a little more intimate than a coffee shop for this first date of ours. I hesitated for all of about one second. Yeah, I just met him and only knew some of the basics about him. But he wasn't being pushy and I got the gist he'd let me say no. So, throwing caution to the wind, I took out my phone and texted Allie I'd be going somewhere with the mystery date. In a minute flat, she texted back, have fun. It was hard to stifle the giggle. As I shook my head as if I couldn't believe how incredulous she was being. Sorry, texting my friend. She's a bit of a pain sometimes. I got that feeling when I talked to Allie. On Discord. Yeah, Ali. So, where to? I asked. Hopeful this would be a different kind of rebound that would land me my happily ever after. Is it in walking distance? I don't really have a car. I got a car, don't worry. Rommel got up, offering his hand to help me up. Grabbing my purse, I took his hand and rose to my feet. I took the time to straighten out my fleece sweater, the leggings seemingly undisturbed by sitting. I threw the purse over my shoulder and padded after my date. Sneakers squeaking on the tile floor. We walked a bit to where his car was parked. Slightly eerie vibes hit me as we approached a near-abandoned street. It wasn't like a creepy alley. It was just odd that there were little people around. Not exactly a red flag, but a warning all the same. I clutched my bag a tad closer, just in case. Never hurt to be safer than sorry. Like a gentleman, he opened the passenger side door and helped me inside. He walked around the front of the car my eyes following his every movement. After sliding in the car, I eased out the tension I'd been feeling. He was harmless and everything was fine. I was just being paranoid. The drive started off normally, chatting about things like my writing. He seemed to know them all intimately. Guess he was a hell of a fan. I found myself laughing and smiling as we talked, really enjoying myself. My guard at some point fell, and he held my attention so excellently. I didn't even realize we'd driven into a more secluded country road, or that he said it so calmly, how beautiful my body was and how he'd wanted nothing more than to violate me the moment we met. Trees surrounded us on both sides, and that tension quickly returned. I was raising my attentiveness, putting myself on guard, but it was too late. Grinding to a halt, I jerked forward unsuspecting. My hands flew to the dashboard, acting as a brace, like lighting or maybe I felt so sluggish today that he seemed fast. He snatched my wrists, cuffing one before I fought back. He made a grunt when I pulled, and hard, that he fell off balance. I tried to slink out the door, but in my stupor I forgot the lock and that was all the time he needed to wrap his arms around me, tugging me into a tight hug. Over the center console, let me go, I screeched, sadly aware that no one would hear me if I yelled for help. But we're having such a good time. Vassila, he cooed, even your skin is flawless. I can't wait to have you to myself. I've always thought about taking you against your will like this, tying you up to use for my desire. I never thought I'd be able to see it through until you were dumb enough to get in the car. Or maybe you knew and wanted this, he said with a sick laugh. I don't want this, you degenerate. With surprising strength, he tugged my uncuffed wrist behind my back and locked it into the cuffs. I screeched, thrashing side to side. Trying to get away, Rommel shoved me back into my seat. Opening up the center console, he pulled out a ball gag. Not just any ball gag. My ball gag I recognized. This creep was in my apartment. Hope you don't mind. I stopped by your place to pick up a few things. I scowled at him. My hands stuck between the leather seat and my back. Keeping my lips thinned and shut was my next move of resistance. Though he and I both knew how he'd get around that. As if taking a page from one of my stories, he pinched my nose shut. I couldn't hold my breath very long. It's what always led me to be bad at swimming. Thus my resistance was cut short. He took advantage of that by shoving the silicone ball into my mouth, pushing it behind the teeth. Tugging my head down, he buckled the ball gag in place, extra tight just how I liked it. But he didn't stop there. He of course had to secure the tight fit with a padlock, An audible click behind my head. Even without my hands cuffed. There's no way I'd be able to get this thing off on my own. I fought against his stronger, tighter grip furiously, speaking garbled curses out of my full mouth. They're already looking much better. Though I will miss that laugh of yours. It's sweet, like cotton candy to my ears. Fem fee 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 fee. MPF. I see through the ball gag. Don't worry, I know a simple ball gag and cuffs won't satisfy you. I have much better accommodations, for you tucked away in a safe cabin for our time together. Rommel clicked the seatbelt over me, making sure it was tight enough to hold me in the seat. I didn't think he would be stupid enough to bring us past people. Spending the remainder of the trip crying, I looked out to the window realizing how stupid I'd been to go with him. Rommel yapped the entire trip about how I was his favorite, and soon he'd make me his. The arrogance of his claim was enough to make me vomit. The journey ended outside a cabin in the woods. It wasn't exactly small, but not quite a house yet. Standing two stories tall, with clear glass windows, the oak log house looked well maintained. Rommel swung out of the car, not hiding his giddy excitement as he strolled to my side. Opening the passenger side door, he undid the seat beat and dragged me out. I thought to attack and make a run for it but he was ready by slapping cuffs around my ankles. The chain, although loose, would still slow me down considerably. Just so you don't get any cute ideas about running, Rommel said, a mocking tone. Don't worry, they're temporary too. I didn't bother stopping the eye-rolling gesture I gave him. It dripped of sarcasm when I silently communicated, I can't wait. My more pressing concern was what these accommodations would be, and what else he took from my apartment. I had an array of things he could have taken that would damn me later. Not to mention what he could have gleaned from my stories regarding my tastes. Rommel wrapped a leather collar around my neck, a chain attached to it like a leash, and tugged me out of the car. I almost tumbled over trying to get my feet under me. If he cared to look back, it would be obvious he was dragging me along. I was shocked to find he did. Came back to throw me over his shoulder, spanking my ass with a laugh. I didn't take you for a slowpoke, Vassila. I only grunted in response, fury in my eyes and crimson shading my cheeks. It didn't help that his shoulder was digging into my crotch, applying pressure to my clit. I bit down, figuratively, on the squeal that would have shown any kind of pleasure I was getting from this, saving my strength. I didn't fight back when we entered the house. Rommel took me into a bedroom, buried below the primary structure of the cabin. The room wasn't very large. A small sink sat in the right corner, next to a twin-size bed with a metal frame. What caught my eye was the accommodations he prepared for me alongside the other things he stole from my apartment. Long latex ballet boots, that would most assuredly go above my knees, sat at the foot of the iron bed. At their side, a latex arm binder laid, unlaced and unlocked, my lush vibrator laying right on top. In the far left corner, a wardrobe sat with luxuriously carved designs into the wood. No doubt contained within were more accommodations, as he called them. Rommel threw me on the bed, and this time there was no stopping the yelp I made. He laughed, going to the wardrobe. Inside the wardrobe was what one could call my deepest fantasy, but also right now my biggest nightmare. My body reacted naturally, wetness being absorbed by my pink lace panties. I gulped loudly, drawing his attention. In his hands he held to separate sets of cuffs, connected by a short chain. I think you know what comes next, Valky. The wolfish grin his lips turned up into scent shivers down my spine. It wasn't just the use of my online name that made me shake with fear. The one Rommel knew me as, or the chains he held in his hands. He would force me into keeping my legs spread. What had me shaking was the endearing way he spoke. A rock sank in my stomach, knowing he was already unraveling my resistances, and he hadn't even started yet. I can't tell you how much I pleasured myself to that drawing of you tied up. To the thought of finally making you mine, Rommel tugged at my ankles, dragging one of my ankles closer to the left corner of the bed. Quickly he secured the short-chained cuffs around my ankle, then the bed frame. He repeated the process on my other ankle. Finally, Rommel undid the original set of cuffs, leaving my legs spread wide, clicking his tongue on the roof of his mouth. His face morphed into one that made me think he forgot to do something. How stupid of me. I guess you'll be needing new jeans. When we're done here, Rommel said with a small laugh. Returning to the wardrobe, he collected a box cutter and my eyes widened at his intent. Now hold still. I don't want to cut you. I shook my head, a plea in my eyes for him not to do this. If he got my pants off, he would see how turned on I was. I twisted my hips, a vain attempt at fighting back. Infuriated, he sat on my hips, pinning me down while he carefully cut off my skinny jeans, finished with cutting them up enough for him to tear them off. He did so, revealing the now wet panties underneath. His eyebrow raised as my cheeks became stained a deeper shade of crimson. Oh, Valky, so naughty. Seeing that, you're making it hard for me to not have my way with you right now. Endearing but vulgar, his words stirred me back into fighting. This time, I focused on throwing off his balance and dislodging him from straddling me. That was put to a stop sharply, as his fingers pressed against my clit. I squealed loudly behind my gag, as he rubbed with a decent level of pressure. Enjoying yourself? I hope so, cause I will enjoy you real soon. Now sit up and behave. I need to get this arm binder on you. You'll look so irresistible, in it, I know it. I had it made to fit you perfectly, which wasn't easy by the way. Rommel didn't wait for me to comply forcing me into a seated position. It was really uncomfortable with my legs, spread apart, but I figured he didn't much care about my comfort. Hastily retrieving his custom-made arm binder of black latex and rest strings, he undid my hands. With seconds of freedom, I tried to fight him off, but I wasn't exactly a tough girl, just foolishly brave. He got my arms under control and slipped into the binder soon enough. I was back to being at his mercy though I suspected there would be no more chances for me to flee. Shoved back onto the bed, he got up, surveying his handiwork so far. It was truly uncomfortable now, to be laying on my arms, so tightly secured in the snug-fitting arm binder. He sucked in a hiss of air through clenched teeth, obviously holding himself back for a bit longer. I observed him, searching for any signs of his next move. But he was still, unbelievably still. The longer he waited, the more nervous I got. I'm going to go find something to eat. It's hard work controlling such a feisty princess. But don't worry, I won't leave you without entertainment. His idea of entertainment was my lush vibrator, pulling back the waistband of my underwear. He slipped the toy inside me, albeit with difficulty, and took more than a few minutes to get it aligned properly to give me the most pleasure. He made sure the antenna was resting against my clit, but wasn't satisfied that it would stay put. No, getting a roll of duct tape from his collection of horrors. He ripped off a slice and secured it over the antenna. I squealed with a small jolt of pleasure. My eyes widened again when he pulled out a phone. My phone. Oh, you didn't think I was going to go easy on you, did you? Unlocking his phone and breaking into my Levent's account, he gave up control of my toy to his personal phone and played with the controls. Patiently, he watched my reactions. As he messed with the settings, noting how each trick he pulled affected me, delighted with my reactions. He left, shutting and what sounded like locking the door behind him. My torture began sharply, raising the power to max. I screamed loudly, my mind blacking out already from the intense pleasure surging my system. I squirmed, twisted and thrashed, to dislodge the toy. But gods above, it was to stimulating. Not to mention being the kidnapped damsel under the care of a perverted and lustful monster, was, in its own way, deeply arousing. My hips bucked into the toy repeatedly, as I quickly lost control of myself. Pleasure, I needed the pleasure, and soon I found it. An intense orgasm shot through me like a lance of fire, burning all of my nerve endings in powerful sensations. My screams were loud, filling the room as my body arched off the bed, writing out the powerful orgasm. Sadly for me... There was no rest for the wicked. He kept playing with the toy, bringing me to another to powerful orgasms that left me gasping for every ounce of air my lungs could get. Only after coming for the third time did the man reappear. His shirtless body was pretty average, not over-muscled or flabby, just decent. Loose-fitting jeans hugged his hips as he padded over to my side, inspecting the mess of fluids I made. Looks like someone enjoyed herself. He cooed, a whisper in my ear. Hope you saved energy for me, cause it's my turn now. He undid my leg restraints, tearing off my sandals and collecting the ballet boots. Now these, well, I just love these. Maybe I'll make you walk in them after we're done in here. For now, you're gonna wear em. While I ravish that delicious body of yours, I was too weak to fight back from the three orgasms he brought me to. Being violated by my own vibrator was not enough for this fucker. Efficiently, he slipped the boots onto me securing them in place mid-thigh with a small lock. Once I was secured in the boots, he relocked me into the ankle cuffs after flipping me over on my stomach, leaving my legs spread open before him. Drool had been drained from my ball-gagged mouth, wetting my shirt and the bedding beneath me, using a pillow that he stuffed under my midsection. My hips were forcefully raised, presenting him the sight of to firm cheeks I earned from years of walking and recently daily squats. Damn Valky! You're sexier than I imagined you'd be. Definitely worth the wait you made me go through. Hope you don't mind me calling you Valky still. Just sounds cuter than Vassila. Moaning softly into my gag was the only response I could manage. I was too weak to do much of anything. Now he was going to use me like a literal fuck toy for his own sick pleasure. Shamefully, that only worked to fan the flames that had dulled in my core back to life. The sound of a belt clunking and pants falling to the ground greeted me just before the bed shifted. It wasn't hard to piece together. He was behind me, naked and poised to rape me, and I knew that there was nothing I could do about it. No one to break down the door and save the princess about to be raped. Where would he start? I wonder. My ass. Or my overly lubricated pussy. I felt the cuff of one of my ankles. Unlocking. He was sliding off my panties, slipping it out through my free leg and around my still-cuffed ankle. He clearly wanted to keep them intact, likely to keep my stained panties for himself, the sick degenerate. Once the cuff was resicured, I grunted in embarrassment. The toy was left in place, and I had my answer. He was going to use my ass first. A cool liquid soothed my skin. I felt his hands knead the lubricant into my asshole. I whimpered, to which he just shushed me from behind. Just relax. You'll enjoy it more that way. Rommel breathed. His body weighed on mine as he leaned over. I could feel his tip pressing against my asshole, ready to enter at a moment's notice. My body tensed and he repeated his words, even softer in my ear. Then he was in. He wasn't gentle in the slightest, as his full length speared into my entrained asshole. The skin stretched to accommodate the cock. I could barely register the groan as he hissed into my ear. Fuck, you're tight, Valky. He cooed into my ear. A shiver ran down my spine. Slowly he withdrew himself before plunging back in. His pace was slow for some time, allowing my body to adjust to the intrusion Rommel was forcing on me. I whined every time he thrust himself into the hilt, burying himself completely inside me. But he ignored me, focusing more on enjoying himself. His hands wormed their way under my shirt and bra, getting direct contact to my breasts. A burning sensation bloomed in my core, not from the fucking, Not completely anyway. No, it was the idea of being used like an object of pleasure that was making me so aroused. I squirmed in the arm binder, desperately trying to reach around. It was a pointless effort, but the need to come was overwhelming me. Rommel either didn't notice or didn't care as he brutally claimed my ass as his own. I felt his euphoric release as his pace was becoming something akin to primal. There was also the throbbing twitch his cock made in my tightly, untrained hole that gave away his position in relation to finding orgasm. With a loud groan, he slapped my ass hard, plunging himself deep inside me. I felt the warm load of cum spurt out of his cock, filling me up. I cried, truly cried tears, as he dragged himself out of me. He wiped his cock on me like I was a cum rag. Just when I thought the torment was over, he flipped me over quickly, straining my legs as they crisscrossed for a second. I glimpsed into those lustful eyes. And I knew then that my ass was just an appetizer to what he had planned for me. Running his hand up and down my thigh, he clicked his tongue on the roof of his mouth. Don't cry, Valky. Rommel whispered softly, almost tender as he wiped away my tears. I'm not so mean that I wouldn't return the favor. I'll show you how much better than a toy I am. He picked up my panties, taking a deep whiff of them as he held to his nose. Seeing him getting intoxicated by the smell of my underwear was disgusting. Especially with my panties being stained with my arousal. I could see his cock twitching and his desires building up as he breathed in my scent. Just how obsessed with me was this fucker. He hacked my phone, rummaged through my kinky collection under my nose, stalked my social media. Not to mention how often he teased and flirted with me online. He certainly knows how to make a girl feel wanted, if only for the wrong reasons. He set aside my soaked panties and crawled over me, taking a pillow. He propped up my head and let me get comfy with the soft fluff cradling my head. What was he plotting? Rommel didn't hesitate to take away my glasses, replacing them with a thick strip of cloth, effectively blinding me. I felt, rather than saw, as he whispered in my ears. Remember all those times in the chat rooms, when I told you all the things we could do, all the things I'd do to you. Now I'm going to make sure you experience every pleasure I can give you. I screamed and thrashed in response, desperately trying to escape my bondage or push him away. But when he held my leg steady, I knew what was coming. My gag screaming, doing little more than exciting my captor and my rapist. Unshackling one ankle, he bound me to a spreader bar, wider than the frame of the bed. I couldn't stop him from doing it to both my ankles. My wet, glistening slit laid bare on display for him, while cum leaked from my now gaping asshole. No amount of screaming, Pleading for help, tears running down my blindfold, or attempts to fight against my bondage would take away just how welcoming my open legs and fully on display folds made me out to be. If someone were to come by and rescue me from his clutches, would they really rescue me? Or would they just give in to the temptation of a bound up and completely helpless woman who they know couldn't fight back against their advances or dark desires? I whimpered over the thought of being taken advantage of by any potential would-be rescuer struggling against the arm binder that held my arms so perfectly immobile. My arms, however, proved to be no match for the latex prison they were encased in. From his hot breath, I could tell my struggling against the arm binder only served to excite him that much more. I felt it and squealed louder than I had before. Not because there was anything frightening about a breath on my skin, but on my clit that was another story. White hot flashes of pleasure ruptured, from my core, sparking jolts all over my body like the aftershocks of an earthquake. He giggled happily, torturing me with that warm breath until I was bucking my hips towards what I assumed was his mouth. A silent, yet natural plea for him to stop the teasing and just do it. Rommel, thankfully, did just that. Lips and oddly soft skin sucked my button into a warm waiting cavern. My hips shook and twisted as he held my weakest point in his mouth. I thought I would come from sheer teasing into his mouth, but when that damn tongue came into play, I was so very doomed. My entire body tensed. Muffled moans filled the room. Fep fee pee-fi-fee pee fee pee fee pee I screamed, a plea to make me orgasm. I needed to come, to have release. But he pulled away, chuckling. So angry and resistant earlier. But now you're a wet puddle in my mouth, Valky. All bluster and no bite, huh? I could feel, rather than see, my cheeks heating into a blush. Wet and warm, his tongue lapped the outline of my lips, over the ball gag. My scent now lingering there, making me feel completely humiliated. Rommel just laughed at me again, and went back to eating me out. Every time I would get close, he would pull away, kissing my cheek, biting into my neck or teasingly rubbing my thighs. Honestly, how cruel could you be to a woman? It took him a dedicated fifteen minutes of torturing me before he allowed me to come into his mouth, arching off the bed and into his waiting mouth. My hips had basically presented themselves for him to take my core as he pleased. Not that I had to offer them up, when he already was doing what he pleased to me. As I came down from the high, panting behind my gag, he unbuckled it quickly. But before I could scream or protest, his lips sealed mine. A tongue invaded my mouth, and I screamed into the attacking mouth. I tried to fight, to resist, but my body felt so heavy and weak. As he pulled away, I could feel drool or saliva stretching between us and falling down onto my blouse. Rommel clicked his tongue at me because he'd left me still wearing a shirt and I felt the box cutter tear into it and cut it to ribbons. He didn't stop until it felt like my top was scraps hanging around my bound arms. My God, Vassila. His words were so strained, I could tell he was struggling to hold himself back now just like I knew his eyes had to be locked to the elegant lace bra I wore today. No, I didn't think I would end up in his bed, and certainly didn't expect to be kidnapped and raped by a depraved stalker I thought would have been my Prince Charming. I just reveled in wearing it. I bemoaned that decision now. Something akin to a squeak escaped my gag-sealed lips as rough hands groped my modestly-sized breasts. I felt his weight settle between my thighs, his legs prodding them open. His breath was a hot tickle to my cheek. Slowly panic raised in my gut from what would come next. Now for some mutual pleasure. Don't you think, Valky? Rommel whispered seductively in my ear. Squirming against him only earned me chuckles. The twitching member that violated my ass now tickled my soaked entrance. There was no waiting. Rommel pushed himself inside, spreading my walls to accommodate him in what I can only describe as him receiving an entrance every bit as welcoming as the pose I was trapped in made me. Moans, delicately sweet but laced with a deep sense of arousal, filled the room from behind my gag. I was so very ready for him as he slid inside with such ease. Starting with a rough and hurried pace, I could tell Rommel was done holding back. His engorged member scraped that pressure-sensitive spot, building my rise to another orgasm. Up I climbed on the ladder as he buried himself inside me again and again, forced to focus on only the pleasure and the sounds of the room I escalated so quickly. I tried begging through the gag, to stop or to give more I don't know. Rommel bends in closer. I know because I can feel his warm breath on my neck. A second later and he bites down. I squeal loudly at the very possessive marking. The darkness my blindfold keeps me trapped in spins as my senses dull. There is only the pressure now, between my legs and its maddening call for release. His teeth never leave my neck. The canines of his mouth dug deep into my skin. Lapping movements of his tongue danced, on the skin sucked into his mouth. I was so very screwed, in every sense. Without realizing it, my hips bucked to meet his. The slapping sounds of our joining overcame my mounds in sheer volume. Snap! I screamed loudly as my orgasm cracked free like a raging river. My walls squeezed like a vice on the hard cock, coaxing out his cum as if to milk his loins dry of everything into me. Rommel was happy to oblige. Plowing me with such force, in the tight hole, he found his own bliss, roaring loudly. Until my womb was filled to the brim with his seat. God, you're so very perfect. Valky. Rommel coming back to his senses, his panting on my recently marked neck sent shivers down my back. We'll part ways here, but I'll be back for what's mine soon enough. Don't forget who you belong to, Valky. A few seconds of silence pass, the weight of the bed having shifted after his words. Then I felt it. Soft leather encircled around my neck over the sensitive skin of my new mark. It was no doubt hidden under its comfortable, but no doubt possessive grip. Oddly, I found the collar. Welcome. Rommel tore the blindfold off quickly after going about the work of removing my ballerina heels and the chains that held me to the bed. I was left naked and trapped in the arm binder, but at least I can now close my legs again. And I could walk and run easily. I surveyed the damage. The dull ache filling my pussy as semen leaked down my thigh ever so slightly. I gulped loudly at the sight, earning a chuckle. My eyes snapped up to meet his, glowering. Rommel's hand rested on my cheek as he kissed the other side with a strange gentleness. This collar will be my little parting gift, a reminder of who you belong to now. I made sure neither you nor anyone else can get it off without my special tools. It also has a tracking system installed, so I'll know where to find you. Color faded from my face, as I understood what he meant by being his. No matter where I would run, where I would hide, Rommel would always know how to find me, his grip always wrapped around my neck. A tear slid down my cheek, one he rubbed with his thumb, then kissed gently, keeping to the same gentle touch. He unbuckled the ball gag, pulling the silicone sphere from my mouth. I said nothing as I let my broken expression talk for me, its sight filling my rapist and now owner with a smile across his face. The armbinder was undone, and what remained of my clothes was thrown aside, with him keeping my used panties for himself. The pervert. Wearing only the collar, Rommel left me naked and shattered. My hands rubbed over the smooth surface of the collar. I appreciated the warming feeling it gave my soul. The one radiant light in this storm of darkness. An hour or two later, Rommel returned with a pair of fresh jeans that looked a size to small. A set of high heels. A big t-shirt and a matching set of underwear. I bristled with rage after having sat naked and filled on this bed for so long. He'd left me in here, locked away. Like I had the strength to run when I was in the middle of nowhere. Setting down the outfit in front of me, he spoke kindly. Get dressed. I'll drop you off at your apartment. If you behave, I might just get you something nice next time. I snarled at the arrogance, but did as instructed. The lace panties? Blue and black weren't mine, but they would be something I'd have bought on my own. The matching bra was a push up. Of course it would be, silently cursing inwardly. I slipped into and found it to be a very accurate size. It was comfortable, and it made my breasts look spectacular. Finally, I put on the high heels. They were difficult to walk in, but I guess that and how they looked on me were both the point of having me wear these. I chanced to look up and found him staring at me with a slight grin. What? I barked. Careful, Valky, he replied, his tone laced with an unspoken command to behave. Remembering to be self-conscious, I snatched up the soft oversized shirt and lifted it over my head. Finally, I snuggled into the tight jeans that clung to my firmer ass. Arrogant, insufferable, bastard. Finished, I looked over to the mirror and found the sexy coed looking back at me. Yeah, my hair was a mess of sorts. My makeup was smeared, but I still managed to look very appealing. Rommel was at my side in seconds, pulling me taut against his chest. I felt him combing my hair, taming the pseudo-rat's nest. I tried hard and probably failed not to blush deeply at the gesture. Whether it was the stillness or the blush he caught sight of, Rommel chuckled. I squirmed against him, snarling again. He slapped my ass, and hard. The yelp that exuded from me was surprisingly loud. I wonder what I should call such a feisty princess. Rommel mused before continuing. There, presentable. He spun me around, holding me dangerously close. His hands slid down the small of my back to cup my ass. It makes me want to ruin you all over again. Bastard, I hissed. He kissed me, his tongue invading my mouth, and swallowing my cries of protest. I'll forgive that today, he said, trapping my chin between his forefinger and thumb, leaving me breathless. Next time, I won't. Let's get you home, Valky. I look forward to seeing you again.